Hey guys, it's Melissa Moore. You are watching Faith, Hope, Love, where we grow together in our faith, increase in hope, and learn how to better love God and love other people. We're smack dab in the middle of our What's Your Type Enneagram series, and I have an incredible guest that you are going to absolutely love. She is a type five, and we are just gonna jump right on in. So um, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and answering our obvious question, what's your type? Well, my name is Bethany, and I am a type five. Um, and I love being a type five. I love my type. Uh, <laughs> I feel like fives are very much kind of into them, you know, into like what they love um, and they love what they love. And that's kind of how I am. I don't know what else to say, except I'm a type five. I'm, I'm a week six as well. Are you more of an introverted or an extroverted five? I'm f way more in introverted. Um, my job kind of forces me to be an extrovert. Um, I am a teacher, a fifth grade teacher. Uh, and so I have to put on the show every day and talk in front of kids, which is, it can be draining, but I love doing it. Um, and so, but I am at heart an introvert and I love my alone time and, you know, just reading books by myself <laughs> and just taking that time to recharge, uh, which I feel like some people have a, have a hard time understanding sometimes. I love that. And I think it's cool that you're a fifth grade teacher and a type five. I just, that's a funny coincidence. I love that. And I feel like fives would make an amazing teacher because you really understand intellectually a lot. Um, and we'll get into like strengths and weaknesses in a second, but you know, obviously you have an amazing Instagram account. We're actually going to have your partner in crime on in a couple weeks here. Um, so it's, we'll talk about that in just a second, but I love the content you guys put out. It's super fun and also educational, which makes sense being a five and a seven. I think that's great and a perfect pairing. Um, but I kind of was curious, how long have you studied the Enneagram? And did you know right away that you were a type five? Did you mistype? What's been your experience? I've done the Enneagram for probably five or six years now. Um, and I wish I had known it sooner in my life. I feel like I would have been way better as a person, <laughs> you know, if I had known it sooner, but I think I was in my mid twenties when I learned about it. Um, and a friend told me about the book and, um, she's a type nine and she told me, um, then the book I'm referring to is the road back to you. And she had told me when you read, um, the chapters is the chapter that you like cry over. That's how you know what your type is. And I'm like, okay. And so, and I'm like preparing myself as I'm reading this book to like be sobbing when I read my chapter. So I'm kind of like reading this, you know, brief statements at the beginning of each chapter to kind of like find, you know, where I could be. I know there's some people that read it like straight through and that's not me. I want to know, like, I don't have time for that. Like, I want to know like exactly where I'm at. And so I read like the five statements. I was like, okay, that's mostly me. And I'm reading through the chapter and I'm not having any like huge, emotional reaction and so I'm thinking I'm like well maybe I just don't have a personality maybe like like maybe this doesn't apply to me and so then I get to a part in the book and it says type fives will not have an emotional reaction to this book and I was like there it is like that's who I am. like I'm a five and so I knew pretty quickly that I was a type five um and then I read the sixth chapter right after and I determined I was a wing six because I have a lot of that as well um, but my core motivation matched the type five the most. Um, and so I kind of like I didn't mistype. I just kind of knew right away I was a type five. It was pretty clear cut for me. Um, just I think because fives are more literal people. 
So it was just easier for me to identify myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's cool that like you were able to just take a book that is very informative and just be able to kind of like, hey, let me just look at the gist of this and kind of get an idea. I know for me as a three, I'm like, I'm going to read the whole thing as fast as I can, um, which is very typical of a three. Um, I just wanted to like be a hundred percent sure, but I feel like fives, they're pretty much like, yeah, that's me, you know, pretty cut and dry. <laughs> so I love that. No fronting. You know, I feel like a lot of the other types kind of like to be like others, if that makes sense. Um, so last episode, we kind of talked about just some of the things that kind of represent a five, but I want to kind of look more at like your like day-to-day -day experience. Um, I think that's what's so helpful. So, you know, how have you seen like the strengths and weaknesses as a five, um, as well as like your lines of stress and growth? How has that kind of come out in your day-to-day -day life? Um, obviously pre-COVID and now like in this kind of pandemic life, how have you seen that kind of come out in your day-to-day -day life? So I'm in the head triad as a five and, um, I feel like that is a, you know, it's a double-edged sword um, because in my mind, I'm constantly thinking, um, I'm constantly um, evaluating, I'm looking at my you know surroundings, I'm observing, I'm taking information in, I'm storing that information to be used later, you know, um, just constantly pulling in all these things. I'm always thinking, um, which can be really good um, in a teaching job because we have to, we have to be super aware all the time, right? Or it could be chaos real quick. Um, but it can also hinder because I get stuck thinking rather than acting sometimes. And so I just think it's important, <laughs> you know, that fives out there like to not get stuck in that like thought spiral, um, which the fear thinking triad, we all experience that thought spiral. Um, so I like the fact that I'm an observer and I like the fact that I can take in lots and lots and lots of information, but then at the same time, it kind of like bogs me down sometimes. Um, and so it, it can cause decision paralysis and, you know, and I can struggle to, to do stuff sometimes. Um, so my day to day, I'm constantly thinking my brain's never off. <laughs> um, and I go to my growth line more at my job than my stress line. Um, I feel very secure being a teacher. Um, I've done it for eight years. Uh, so I feel like I kind of like have it down. So I tend to go to my growth line, which is the type eight. Um, and I love the fact that I go to a type eight because that's where I get to be extroverted. It like pushes me to be more extroverted and to be super passionate. I teach reading and writing. And I don't know if y'all have ever talked to fifth grade students, but they don't love reading and writing <laughs> most of the time. Um, especially boys, they don't like writing. Uh, it's just, it's hard, I guess. So I try to use my type eight in growth to show them passion and inspire them to love reading and to love writing. Um, because if I've learned in teaching, if kids are not buying it, and, the, and they think you're being fake about it, they, they're not, they're not going to learn anything. Right. Um, and so it kind of helps the, you know, the fact that I go to an eight kind of helps me, you know, persuade and inform and, you know, use all this passion to help my students learn and grow. And um, so I love that. And then when I am in stress, I go to a type seven, um, which Grace and I, who is my partner in crime, we talk about the fact that I go to a seven and she goes to a five in, in growth, but I go to a seven in, in uh, stress and it's, it's rough. 
could be rough um, because seven, I go to an unhealthy seven where I kind of like, I become super scattered um, and I, I, I don't know where to start, what to do. I want to just run away from my problems. Uh, you know, if I'm getting to a stress point, um, but I've used it in the past to propel me forward. Um, because like I said, fives can get in that decision paralysis and you can use your stress number to move you forward, to get you back to your core number. And so because I go to a seven and I kind of stop caring as much, it will help me make a decision and be like, I'm just going to do this. Let's move on. <laughs> you know? And so I just go, uh, and, and it really helps me get back to that, that five headspace. Um, I like to use the story of when I was in Italy and um, I, I was with my friend who is a type nine and we were in Italy and the transportation system is not super great in Italy. And we were trying to get from one place to another and we were trying to figure out the buses and like how to get there. And we were both in our stress number. So here I am being a seven and a stress and here she is being a six and so we were trying to figure out like what bus to get on and we didn't have like the right tickets. Like it was a whole mess. And she like literally froze because she went to a six and fear. And I was like, I'm just getting on the bus. <laughs> and So like I just went because my seven was propelling me forward. I just went and got on the bus and she was forced to follow me because we didn't want to get separated. And so we got on the bus and we got to our destination and it was fine. But <laughs> I like to use that story of like my stress number. If it hadn't gone to that seven headspace, I we would have still be in Italy to this day. I think it's neat to be able to see like obviously how it comes out in your day to day as like a teacher and like having to create like a structured environment for your kids where you not only have to inspire them and encourage them to learn, but create it to, you know, to have it to be fun. Like I know my son is in first grade and reading and writing is a struggle. And I think to have teachers that can like, not only like love and nurture, but also like inspire them to grow. That's so vital for a lot of kids. Again, like my son who I have a feeling is probably a seven, eight. Um, if I had to guess, or like maybe an eight, seven and like just really needs like to be pushed and inspired and like making it fun. And so I think it's cool that like as a five, you found ways to tap into that side of yourself to be able to really teach the you know wide gamut of personalities in your classroom. And then obviously doing that with travel too. I think like travel um, for us, it's like Disneyland, like brings out the worst in people's personalities. And uh, so it's just, it's kind of neat to, to hear how that has come out in your life. Um, with you as like a teacher in COVID, like how do you, how have you found ways within your number to cope obviously with, you know, for a season having quarantine, how did that come out for you? I think fives are able to adjust well. Um, cause we're, we're usually pretty calm in crisis, uh, cause we're not very emotional, um, right away or anything. And so we tend to be kind of calm, um, and so we're able to th start thinking immediately about the plan, about what's going to happen and just kind of like execute. And so for me, back March 2020, when they were like, OK, everybody shut down. I was like, all right, well, this is new. What are we going to do? And so then we started going online and I have an amazing district that helped us out completely. 
shifting to online um, and telling us what we needed to do. And we just kind of did it. And for me, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm able to compartmentalize really well. Um, and so for me, it was like, okay, this is what we're doing now. We're doing online school. I'm going to do the best of my ability. And then I wasn't thinking about the pandemic outside of that necessarily. For me, <laughs> I was like, I tell people during the pandemic, um, like quarantine, it wasn't very hard for me to quarantine. Um, <laughs> I'm an introvert. <laughs> I like being alone. <laughs> I like staying at home. Um, so it wasn't necessarily like a big you know, change for me or anything. Um, I just went to doing school online <laughs> instead of in my classroom. Um, but not very much actually changed for me. Uh, so <laughs> as far as quarantining goes. Um, and I think maybe if you speak to most fives, they'll say that that quarantine was probably wasn't very hard. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, and I think it's cool that like you're able to acknowledge like I can in a healthy way compartmentalize and I think so many times like fives can get a bad rap for that that it's like it's not that you're disconnected from your emotions it's that if you're healthy as a five you're able to find ways to hey this is something I have to address but maybe not right now and maybe not in an emotional way and I think fives can really bring that blessing to the table and I'm sure especially as a teacher to be able to be stable for your kids and your families that you're dealing with every day that probably aren't feeling the way that you are and I think that's a big gift that you do bring um, to our world. So with that, obviously, you're able to kind of, you know, hold your emotions um, very healthily. What are some ways that you um, or maybe tools that you've used in the last year to kind of grow in health and wholeness? Having friends in the um, feelings triad helps um, <laughs> because they they let me know it's okay to feel my emotions. Um, and for me, I, I kind of like to describe to people like how I feel my emotions. It's more of like, I feel it, I, I can experience it, but then it, it slips away for a few days until I have time to really process it. And so it's like, it's there and then kind of compartmentalized until I can really like sit in it and, and feel my emotions. Um, it's not that I'm avoiding my emotions. It's just like in my head, I just, I don't have the time to deal with it right now. And so I'm like, you can deal with it later. You have things you need to do right now. Um, and so then I come back to it. Um, and so I've, I've learned that even that it's okay to feel your emotions right away if you want to, <laughs> you know, and if you want to process it quicker, it's fine. Um, my boyfriend is a type four wing five. And so he has really helped me as far as just understanding deep, complex emotions um, and not like they don't need cheering up, um, which has been really helpful. Like he doesn't need cheering up. He doesn't want to be cheered up. He likes to sit in his emotions. And so I've learned it's okay to sit there and feel your emotions. Um, and I've been able to work with my students and tell them like your feelings are valid you can be upset. You know, you just can't react off of that. Um, so that, so having feelings, friends <laughs> has been really helpful <laughs> for me. Um, and of course, I, you know, I'm a reader by nature. Um, and I listen, I listen to all the podcasts I can about the Enneagram and I try to take in as much information as possible. So I've read lots of books. Um, the road back to you has been very helpful. Um, the path between us. I like that one as well. 
um, because I struggle with understanding others. And the Enneagram has probably given me the most insight in understanding other people and understanding, you know, where they're coming from. And the path between us talks about like the relationships between the numbers and what it looks like. And then I do a lot of reflecting as well. Um, and just either journaling or word vomiting onto grace (laughs) about my thoughts and, you know, theories, um, about things. And even our podcast has helped me a lot because we get to have these revelations kind of like between us, but on, you know, a recording, you know, and I've had people reach out and say like, I know y'all were talking about like ideal vacations, but there was like some real like good nuggets of wisdom in there. Um, you know, that kind of came out because I'm kind of just having these revelations like through our conversation. Um, so that's been a really helpful tool as well. I love that. I think it's neat that you're kind of able to, as a five, like understand your need for emotions too. And having those safe people to engage in that way, I think is so powerful. I think for every number really, but I think for the five to be able to take time to assess how you're feeling um, is really, really important. Um, And then obviously the podcast piece, it's cool that like as a five, that one makes sense that you guys would not only like listen to a podcast, but like want to make one. Um, I just, I think that's great. So um, one thing I would kind of love to hear too is, you know, how has understanding yourself as a five helped you grow in your faith and, you know, experience true hope and then also like love the people around you better? How's, how's that um, understanding yourself better, understanding others better? How has that helped you? So the first kind of big revelation I had um, when I first got to the Enneagram was, of course, fear. Um, and in realizing that fear has been the biggest hurdle in my life um, and just fear of I don't know, the unknown or what if this doesn't happen? Um, Cause it's my gut reaction. And I, and I had no idea until I read about the Enneagram and I was like, Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. You know, and just being fearful um, in my faith, which is like the opposite, right? Fear, you know, <laughs> is the opposite of faith. Um, and so when I realized that I kind of saw the lack of faith I had. Um, and so just, understanding like putting my fear aside and like acknowledging okay like yes I'm feeling fear but knowing like God has control and God is has a plan and he he is in control I don't I don't need to be fearful about this situation because I know God has a plan um and so it's kind of like I feel the fear but then my knowledge kicks in and, and my faith kicks in and it's like no 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 you're wrong like it'll, it'll be okay um and so I will say like I've grown in just trusting the Lord and and trusting my relationship with him and trusting that he has my best interests at heart um and that he is definitely in control and it's not anything I can do um I do have a tendency to want to control situations because of my fear um and so I'm trying to (laughs) let things kind of go a lot of the time now um, and kind of be like, okay, God, you are in control. You know better than I do. You see more than I do. Like you have it. Um, So that was probably like the first big revelation was the fear being the fear triad and the head triad um, and just testing my faith. Um, And then as far as my relationships with other people, they've grown so much. Um, just from understanding empathy, um, fives naturally have a lack of empathy. Um, we 
we are black and white thinkers and I, I cannot, I barely can feel my own feelings. I can't feel other people's feelings. I can't walk into a room and assess how everyone's feeling. I cannot do it. My sister is a nine and she can easily do it. And I'm like, I don't, I have no idea if anybody's mad at anybody. I have no idea what's going on. I just walk in and I can observe behavior and make guesses, but I can't tell what people are feeling. Like I'm not an empath at all. Um, but knowing the Enneagram has helped me kind of learn empathy and learn, okay, a three is feeling way different than I am, you know? And it's funny because even just over the past month, um, my brother finally started to look into the Enneagram and I, of course, typed him in my brain of what I thought he was, uh, which we're not supposed to do. I never told him, <laughs> but but I did. <laughs> and come to find out, I thought I thought he was an A. Come to find out, he's a three. Um, and him and I have always butted heads our entire lives because uh, we just view the world so differently. Um, and we even had a bit of a fight not too long ago. And my sister <laughs> called me out, being the nine she is. She was like, you use the Enneagram to help so many people. Why can't you use it to heal this relationship as well? And I was like, oh, gosh, darn it. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> I have to I have to understand where he's coming from. Um, and so that information, what I know about threes, helped me a lot in like, forgiving him and understanding you know, he's an unhealthy three. Um, and so he has all these unhealthy traits that's going on and having grace for him. That's a big thing is extending grace. Um, it has helped me a lot. Like Enneagram has helped me a lot with extending grace towards other people. And I relate to that. I'm so I'm, I'm also a three and I can see where there's like, when you're an unhealthy three, it is like a hot mess. Um, but I think like I can resonate with you in that, like, to be able to look at people and say, I understand why you're feeling the way you are or why the, you know, why you're acting the way you are. And I think it does help us to extend more grace because we, uh, we only see the world through our lens. Right. And like, we can't fully comprehend what other people are thinking and feeling. And I think this just kind of helps a little bit. It's obviously not the gospel. And I like, have, I say that in every episode, it does not replace God at all. But I, I know for me, it's helped me to understand how I, how God's made me, how, you know, God has made the people I love. And I think what you've kind of touched on there too, is like, as a five, you only have a limited view of the world and being able to trust that God knows everything is, I'm sure is very peace provoking uh, for you, at least sometimes. If you could, before we wrap up, are there any like final tips that maybe you would give to a five or someone that loves a five? I don't know if the other numbers understand the hoarding of the time and energy that fives do. Um, I know I, in my life, cause I don't know a lot of fives. It's weird. We don't resonate towards or attract each other, but um, <laughs> I don't know a lot of fives. Um, so in my circle, I'm, I'm pretty much the only person who really is concerned with time and energy. Um, m- most of my family are, they're not in the fear triad. They're more in the feelings or the gut triad. So they don't understand that. And so if you have a five in your life, I would encourage you to respect their space. Um, I heard as a child that it's not okay for me to be comfortable in this world. Um, And me and comfortable for me is alone time and, you know, and be like having some peace and quiet. Um, I had a older 
three brother who, <laughs> you know, constantly wanted to know what was going on and invading my privacy. And, and then my dad just, he likes companionship. And so if I had got like got up to, you know, at 7 PM left the family room to go to my room to be alone, he would say, well, you don't want to, you don't want to spend time with us anymore. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, that's not the case, but it, it, you know, it didn't make me feel bad. And that's what I heard was like, well, you're not comfortable. Like, it's not okay for you to be comfortable. It's not okay for you to have alone time. Um, the thing is for fives, we are so worried about not having enough energy. Um, and that's something that the Lord and I have been working on. <laughs> like, I like knowing he sustains me and that I like, he will provide the energy for me. Um, even if I'm worried about it, but if I need alone time or if a five in your life needs alone time, I just encourage you to respect it. Um, because for me, it might be like a 30 minute power nap. You know, I just need like a, like a little bit of time and then I can come back and rejoin society. Uh, don't make your fives feel bad for needing that alone time. Um, it's very, very important to them. And if you respect that boundary, they're more likely to trust you with more of their time and energy. I love that. And I think, I think that applies to a lot of the numbers that obviously with some of the wings tend to be more introverted than extroverted. And like my husband is a one wing nine and he's like a major introvert, uses all of his energy at work. And so come end of the day, he's like, I'm toast. And I think I'm, I'm a very much, very extroverted three. And that was a big learning curve for me that it's like, it's not that my husband is just boring. and doesn't want to do things. He's just exhausted and there's nothing wrong with that, you know? And again, now being, we've been married for 10 years and that has, I'm thankful that we figured that out. And the Enneagram has been a huge, huge help to us to understand, you know, his desire to spend some time by himself is not a bad thing. It's, wrong for me to assume that he's just like I am and wants to like go to parties and like do all this fun stuff. COVID was good for our marriage because it forced me to be still and be alone, which was so tragic, but really helpful for me to learn like, you know, my identity isn't in who I am with other people. It's in who God has made me to be. And I think that does apply to every type. And I think fives do a really, really good job of I guess like understanding people and being intentional when, when it's a healthy five in making sure that people feel seen. I think because sometimes fives feel, you know, kind of on the outside being in that introverted space a lot of the time, um, which is unfortunate. And I think like when, again, when you see someone like yourself that is a really healthy five that's thriving and is, um, you know, being intentional about going to their growth and the high side of their stress, you know, line, I think that's so beautiful. And, you know, I'm hoping that someone that's listening to this that is a five or that loves a five can see fives are awesome. You know, like they bring so much to the table. And like, I feel like, you know, I can't even think about like as many Bible, you know, writers that probably were fives, you know, that were very, that took the time to just sit and write the Bible down. So we have it to read today. Um, we probably wouldn't have half of it if it weren't for probably some of the fives. I probably would guess like Matthew maybe would have been a five or something, but, um, or Luke, I don't know. So Anyway, I just, I so appreciate your time and um, I've loved following your Instagram account and we're actually going to have your partner in crime on in a few weeks as a type seven. Um, can you tell us how we can follow you going forward? Yeah. Um, so our Instagram account is called Inia Nerds um, and Grace and I started it just a, a year ago, really back in almost a year. It'll be a year in June. Um, and 
we uh, used to just talk about the Enneagram constantly. And we're like, we need to first, <laughs> we need to start recording our conversations because I feel like there is value in them. Um, and so we started a podcast. So it's also Enneagram Nerds. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen to. Um, and so we do our podcast, but we also like to spoof the different types on our <laughs> Instagram account uh, and just make people laugh um, and, you know, bring some, a little bit of joy to people's lives, which Grace is so good about doing because she's such a joyful person. Um, and so we, we do balance each other out a lot of the time. And so I feel like we're a perfect pairing as well. Um, but yeah, it's any nerds, um, just the way you would spell Enneagram, but with nerds at the end, because we're just nerdy for the Enneagram, I guess. I love it. And again, I feel like your Instagram is an account that I go to when I'm like, I just need to laugh because your reels, especially for your type three reels, it's like, it is too spot on. Um, I just, I love it so, so much. So I just appreciate um, you guys putting that kind of content out, just not talking it just again, as like this dry educational content, but like just making it super fun and accessible so that people can understand themselves better, understand who God's created them to be, understanding those that they love. And I, I think that you guys do that in such a fun and um, educated way. So I just love that you guys balance each other out in that. So uh, thank you so much for your time today. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I can't wait for you to talk to Grace and hear the other side. She's just a fun fact. This She actually has not been solo on a podcast yet. I've done it a few times, I guess, because like type fives are hard to find. So they're like, give me a, you know, they see a type five, like be on the podcast. So I've done it a few times, but your podcast was the first one she's done solo. So she's a little nervous about it, <laughs> but I can't wait for you to talk to her. It'll be so, so fun. She's going to be, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, so thank you so much again. Um, that wraps up our type five uh, part of the podcast. Join me back here next week as we learn a little bit about type six. See you next week.